Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. There are multiple signs that summer's arrived in St. Louis. Baseball is in full swing. Parks are packed with people and their animals. And every day is ice cream weather. But for lovers of theater, a St. Louis summer doesn't truly start until Shakespeare is being performed. And that moment comes next week on May 31st as the St. Louis Shakespeare Festival opens its annual free performances in Forest Park. There's so much to look forward to this summer, and here to give us the rundown of upcoming shows, as well as tips for getting the most out of them, we have Tom Ridgely, the producing artistic director of St. Louis Shakespeare Festival. Tom, welcome to the show. Thanks, Elaine. Thanks for having me. Well, next week, Wednesday, is the opening night of Shakespeare in the Park, and this year, audiences will see Twelfth Night. The play is, like, 400 or so years old? 400 and, yeah, 23 or 22, okay. <laughs> depending on the source. Uh, but it has all the tropes of rom-coms we know and maybe sometimes won't admit that we love. Yeah. Uh, and that's because Shakespeare basically inve- invented them. So, Tom, tell us a bit about the plots, uh, the play's plot first. Sure. Well, I think with Twelfth Night, one of the important things to sort of realize is that it's essentially a refugee story. The play begins with Viola and Sebastian, her twin brother, sort of washing up on shore. They've been in a shipwreck and they've arrived in a place that they don't know, uh, where they have no friends and no money and are sort of left without each other even um, to find their way. And uh, and so they set about doing that. You know, Viola thinks she's got to disguise herself to almost completely transform who she is mm-hmm. in order to get a job, in order to survive. And um, and and Sebastian has to rely on the on the kindness of strangers. So, mm-hmm. and and then I think the other thing just to know is that it's Shakespeare's most musical play. Mm-hmm. There's more singing okay. in Twelfth Night than uh-huh. in any other of his plays. So the play itself, the one from 1601 or 1600, Mm -hmm. uh, is packed with music, and and so so is this production. Yeah. I mean, is that part of the reason it was selected this year? What are the other reasons that you chose Twelfth Night? The reason we chose Twelfth Night is because we were talking to a director by the name of Lisa Portes, who is the head of the directing program up at DePaul University in Chicago, and is also uh, an incredibly accomplished and in-demand director at the largest theaters all around the country. So she's um, an extremely brilliant and dynamic artist. Mm -hmm. And her father happened to come from Cuba. He Mm -hmm. came over as a, a boy, essentially, maybe in his early teens, by himself, and so she saw in the story of Viola and Sebastian arriving in Illyria a story not unlike the story of her family, 
Um, and she saw in a world that was full of all the music that I mentioned earlier and all the wealth of dukes and countesses and things like that, uh, a world not unlike uh, Miami or Southern Florida. So she had this idea for a Twelfth Night that sort of lived in that milieu. Mm-hmm. She'd had it for a while but had yeah. never had a chance to do it. No one had even asked her to do a Shakespeare before because she'd specialized in new plays. So she presented that to us, and we said, you know what, that sounds fantastic. Uh-huh. And so there's survival, um, there's this updating of, of what is going on. So clearly this is not a traditional staging. Mm-mm. What do you think that this brings to Twelfth Night? It brings you the play. I mean, I think to do Twelfth Night, you know, and to set it uh, 400 years ago would make it hard for us to understand what's really happening here on a human level. But what Lisa's done so um, sort of... In, incisively is she's she's given us characters that we recognize mm. Olivia Toby Aguecheek, cheek in her v- world feel like people we know or people we've seen at least mm-hmm. um, and so we it's so much easier to understand why they're doing what they're doing and and for us to care about what happens to them or not yeah and this is not the first time that St. Louis Shakespeare Festival has put sort of a, a non-Eurocentric or, or modern spin on one of these classic Shakespeare plays. That was also the case with King Lear in mm-hmm. 2021, which won tremendous praise for its Afrofuturistic set design and its costumes. What do you think it is about these plays that makes them so adaptable to reflecting sort of our, our modern world and, and the, you know, the spaces that we occupy, the things we think about? That's a great question. You know, I think probably Shakespeare just kind of grasped intuitively uh, the deepest longings of the human heart. I mean, he somehow understood and could and had the craftsmanship to sort of um, create worlds where people are fully seen and and fully loved. You you he loves every character he writes. And he writes them fully so that we see them fully. Um, And I think it's the places or the people that we might have difficulty doing that with um, sometimes that um, we're able to see through these plays um, and, and why they work regardless of whether it's a Eurocentric world that they're in um, or, or any other world um, because he's really at the root level of what we all want and dream about. Yeah. I mean, in the time that you have been here with the this Shakespeare's Festival in St. Louis, sometimes you put together uh, a version, an updated version, mm-hmm. and people are not down with it. Mm. It does not resonate. Yeah. What do you think that St. Louis Shakespeare fans, um, why do you think that they're open to these kinds of presentations of classic plays? Well, I think that at least the ones we've done have been created by really extraordinary artists. You know, Carl Cofield, who dreamed up that Lear, um, and Lisa, who's dreamed up this Twelfth Night, are, you know... They're artists, like in the truest sense of the word, which means they are they are they are clued in, they are tapped in, they are like very close to the source of what is going on right now. Um, and so, what they're showing the audience is something that the audience 
understands and 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 recognizes to be true um, and enjoys. You know, you got to remember these these are these are there's showmanship here. You mm-hmm. know, there's there's great music, as I said. There's there's hijinks and 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 slapstick. Um, you know, these or or you know fights and you know violence i mean there's 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 really action-packed stuff going on on the stage so it's fun to watch Mm -hmm. um and and it feels true tom ridgely is the producing artistic director of st louis shakespeare festival we're talking about this season it's opening shakespeare at the park's production of 12th night opens um, may 31st next week and it runs through june 25th and as always, every performance is open and free to the public. Now, Twelfth Night is not the only thing that you all will be doing. Um, you won't have to go necessarily to Forest Park to see it either. Tom, talk to us about the August touring production of The Merry Wives of Windsor. Yeah, so this is something that we figured out during COVID, actually, when we couldn't do anything that we had gotten used to doing. Um, and we basically realized, well, you know, we're pretty good at putting on Shakespeare plays in parks. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, it's hard for people to gather in any other way, to go indoors, to, um, we were sick to death of our screens, I think, at that point. Yes. So we thought, well, there's got to be a way that we can do this in places other than Forest Park. And St. Louis is packed with gorgeous parks, mm-hmm. as I as I hope we all know. Um, So, uh, and we're always trying to figure out how can these stories, how can these plays um, make a difference in more people's lives? Mm -hmm. And we know not everybody comes to Forest Park. We know not everybody's going to go really far out of their way to go and see a Shakespeare play. Mm -hmm. So we thought if we can take this right into the communities, into people's neighborhoods, into their backyards, um, then, then, they'll be that much more, you know, likely to come and take advantage of it. So this goes to dozens of parks all over the region. Oh, great. It's a it's a slightly shorter version. It's 90 minutes. It's mm-hmm. one act. Um, it starts at 630. It's done at eight. Uh, <laughs> That's so, you know, great. It is great. <laughs> I have um, a seven-year-old. I have to get out. <laughs> exactly. So it's great. It's great for families. It's great for kids. You don't have to worry about parking and driving. It cuts down on the trip. And it's free, just like it is in Forest Park. So... Mm-hmm. You know, if Forest Park is like, I don't know, like the mansion, then this is like the Airstream trailer. Okay. You know, it is sleek and portable and um, it can go wherever you want it to go. Mm-hmm. So, so it, and it is going everywhere. It's North City, South City, Illinois, the county. I mean, it's going to places where there's literally nothing else yeah. in the way of what you might call arts programming. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I think, is important. I think we as, as arts practitioners have got to get better at that. So that's one way that we're trying to. Yeah. Now, in the intro, I had Mm. mentioned uh, something about soccer balls. (laughs) So there's another production the St. Louis Shakespeare Festival is working on, and part of it involves a public call for input. Tom, you're asking people to submit stories about soccer. Mm -hmm. Why? (laughs) Well, we have another program that we've done for about 10 years now called Shakespeare in the Streets. And and typically that's been about a neighborhood, about a community. And, you know, if the tour goes very wide, uh, Shakespeare in the Streets goes deep. We spend about a year, year and a half in residence in a community. And this year we're doing something that we've never done before, and that is we're working with a community that isn't geographic. Um, it's more about a common interest or a shared passion. Mm-hmm. And it's about soccer. It's about the, the past, the present, and the future 
of soccer in St. Louis. So uh, we are talking to everybody and we want to hear from everybody, mm-hmm. um, whether you played on a World Cup team or whether you're involved, uh, you know, with our new professional team, whether you're a parent or a kid playing, you know, CYC League or mm-hmm. youth soccer. Um, if you have any sort of um, story to tell about your love for or your experience with soccer, you know, that's what that's the story we're trying to capture with this Shakespeare in the Street mm-hmm. soccer. And it'll be written by Benjamin Hockman. Benjamin Hockman, yes, <laughs> whom you may know as yes. a sports columnist for the Post-Dispatch. Um, ben Ben took the job, even though, as he's telling everybody, he really considers himself more of a Marlowe guy okay. <laughs> than a Shakespeare guy. Um, but uh, he's terrific. Um, and he it's not the first play he's written. He wrote one in high school mm-hmm. <laughs> about baseball. So his other joke is that every 25 years he writes a, a play about sports. And, okay. uh, so this is the second one. Um, but yeah, he's he's writing it. Uh, Adam Flores, who's on our staff, is directing it. And um, yeah, we'd love to hear your stories. Tom Ridgely is the producing artistic director of the St. Louis Shakespeare Festival. Shakespeare in the Park's production of Twelfth Night opens next week, May 31st, and runs through June 25th. Every performance is free and open to the public. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Elaine. You can find links to the St. Louis Shakespeare Festival productions of the plays we've discussed today at our website. That's stlonair.show. This episode was produced by Danny Wisentowski. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.